Are you in the midst of a job search or overwhelmed at the prospect of making new connections? Check out Boss Notes, a new email series from Penguin Random House that provides step-by-step -step guidance for successfully navigating common career challenges. Boss Notes will help you start living your best work life now. You can find excerpts from my book as part of the networking and job searching series. Click the link in the show notes to sign up now. Welcome to Build Your Dream Network. I'm Kelly Hoey. I see people struggling to connect effectively all the time. So I created this podcast to help you master your network building needs. Whether you're seeking a new job, looking for a promotion, or scaling your business, you need a network and you're in the right place to get the advice you need. And don't worry, my advice is real. It's actionable and practical because it's the advice I follow and is what has transformed my career from the traditional to the unexpected. So let's get started. I'm here to have a hard talk about soft skills this week on the podcast. And by soft skills, I mean things like creativity, persuasion, collaboration. These are the skills you need to be developing and showcasing. Well, lots of articles out there will suggest courses for developing soft skills. The cold, hard reality is soft skills are more likely to be learned in real life. Soft skills are people skills, so you need to interact with other people to really hone those skills. Now, I'm not against online courses. I'm simply pointing out that completing an online course on negotiation or persuasion doesn't necessarily mean you have those skills if you don't put them into practice. And my three P's of networking, well, they could be practice, 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 it's people, people, people. Now, the big impetus for this soft skills conversation is LinkedIn's most recent Skills Companies Need Most report, as this report lists the skills, both technical and people-oriented, that are most desired by employers. I'm only going to review the soft skills LinkedIn highlighted as being in demand, what they mean, and more importantly, how you should show the world you have them. I'm bypassing the 10 technical skills listed by LinkedIn as part of the report because you can take assessments and earn certificates and flash a digital badge on your social profile as evidence of proficiency in Microsoft Excel or Adobe Acrobat or mastery of JavaScript or Python or whatever the other desirable in-demand hard skills are. A little methodology before I continue. LinkedIn's insights are pulled from the professional networking platforms over 600 million users, 20 million companies listed on the site, and 14 million open job listings. This is why their survey results and reports are worth paying attention to and why 90% of recruiters regularly use LinkedIn. It's why I pay attention to what they are saying. So what are soft skills? Probably good to have a definition so we all know what I'm talking about. Here's one I like from the Collins English Dictionary. It defines soft skills as desirable qualities for certain forms of employment that do not depend on acquired knowledge. 
They include common sense, the ability to deal with people, and a positive, flexible attitude. The trending soft skills, according to LinkedIn, are creativity, persuasion, collaboration, adaptability, and emotional intelligence. Why are these five soft skills important? LinkedIn sees this talent trend as an indication that employers are valuing interpersonal and people-oriented skills. Finally, I say with a big sigh of relief, for those of us who have had these skills in abundance, and well, it's kind of a hurrah for anyone else who is worried about AI and robots taking all the jobs in the future. Let's talk about each of these trending soft skills, and more importantly, how you can gain them or show you have them. First off, creativity. Now, creativity is just not about art and design. It's equally about how work gets done with the resources at hand. It's about inputs and processes. It's about solving challenges in new, innovative ways. Let me give you an example. Ray Anderson founded carpet tile company Interface back in 1973. Carpeting is a very petroleum-intensive industry. And in 1994, Ray read The Ecology of Commerce, and it changed his thinking on how he and Interface were conducting business as it relates to the planet. Ray challenged the employees of Interface to lead the company to sustainability. The challenge was rather a big one to take away from the earth only what can be renewed quickly by the earth. Ray would not take it's too hard or it's too big of a challenge for an answer from his employees. His attitude was, why not us? Why couldn't Interface be the change maker for the industry and role model for other corporations? This big challenge needed creative solutions. Solutions that looked at raw material inputs, power, waste byproducts. It required solutions to come from every department and function in every region of the globe where Interface operated. Think about your own career, projects you're working on, or challenges you faced at work or at school or in your volunteer activities. Whether you're a graphic designer or an accountant, you likely have examples of creativity or creative problem solving. And the interface example and Ray Anderson's challenge to his employees should help you come up with stories if you've been hung up on your lack of creativity. By the way, this year, 2020, is Interface's target year for reaching Mission Zero, the summit of Mount Sustainability for that company. Next on the soft skills trending topics list is persuasion. Can you explain why you made a decision and got others on board with the tactic? That's persuasion. Did you come from a family of lawyers and convince your family to let you pursue a marketing degree instead? That's persuasion. Did a carefully crafted email score you an informational interview with the CEO of a Fortune 50 company? That's persuasion. Did you convince the research team to pursue a new line of inquiry? That's persuasion as well. Look back at your career outcomes and pay close attention to the path that led to the results. 
The moments you had to overcome some resistance are examples to share to highlight your ability to persuade. Next on our trending list is collaboration. I'm going to rely on the old cliche, there is no I in team, to explain this soft skill. If you've worked on remote teams, highlight those experiences and the systems you put in place to make those teams cohesive and productive. If you were part of a cross-team collaboration, whether it was a client-facing or community service effort, share those details. Since saying I'm a team player will likely elicit eye-rolling or skepticism without anything more, consider including as one of your references someone who has first-hand knowledge of your collaboration skills. It could be a colleague who is a peer in another department who you co-chaired a committee with. Too often with references, we think of the superiors, the bosses, you know, the bigwigs as appropriate references. I'm challenging you to put your references through the skills lens. What skills do you need to showcase? And pick your references who can speak to those skills with direct experience. Next up, adaptability. If you haven't faced change in a role you've held, I don't know what rock you've been under. Seriously, change can be as small as an accelerated deadline for a project or a last-minute scramble because of an absence of a team member. Did you anticipate 15 volunteers to help out early on a Saturday morning and only nine showed up? What'd you do? How did you adjust or adapt to that situation? Change can also be big, such as a corporate reorganization. A friend in the turnaround and restructuring business who was hired to be interim CEO in these rather uncertain circumstances always meets with every employee to discuss what happens in a Chapter 11 or bankruptcy scenario. He walks through the likely outcomes. And why does he do this? Not everyone can adapt to a high-stakes, highly stressful work environment. The unknowns of a restructuring are not for everyone. He knows this, and he wants the employees to know what they're likely to face. Another adaptability example is changing roles within a company. Did you outgrow your role or move into a function because it's where your talents were needed? This has happened to me. I came into a performance review with an outline for a restructured department. And in that restructuring, I chose to eliminate my role because I had outgrown it. Thankfully, my boss saw it the same way. I then worked with my boss to find a new role within the firm as it was my strong personal preference to stay with the company versus doing the old role with a new firm. I was open to ideas and explored various options with my boss before selecting a role in the marketing department. That's adaptability in my mind, and you could have a similar career story. If you do, share it. Share it in a cover letter, share it in an interview, share it on your resume. Last but not least, let's talk about emotional intelligence. Ah, emotions, the very essence of what makes us human and what makes networking, job searches, and performance reviews so nerve-wracking. Emotions are that thing we've been told we're supposed to control or hide in the workplace. Don't show your emotions at work. Don't get upset. Keep your emotions under control. 
Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to be finely tuned, emotionally aware, and in touch with the emotions of others. I hope you see the irony in all of this. If you're having an emotional what-the-what moment, you're in very good company, as I'm experiencing one too. But what are we really talking about? Here's a description of emotional intelligence I like. Emotional intelligence is a combination of self-awareness, self-control, empathy, and social skills. Pause the podcast and replay that definition if you need to. Self-awareness, self-control, empathy, and social skills. It's a lot. Emotional intelligence, in my mind, is the superpower of all soft skills. Emotional intelligence drives employee satisfaction and productivity. It fuels profitability through higher customer satisfaction and client experience. So here are some examples of how you could show a potential employer that you have emotional intelligence. For example, did you diffuse a sticky customer situation before it escalated? Did you lead a previously dysfunctional team to success? Have you been a committed mentor or coach to younger professionals in your current place of employment? These, in my mind, are all examples of your emotional intelligence. So you want to share this, but you also want to uncover whether the company, that place you're hoping to work or maybe where you do work, whether that company has a high degree of emotional intelligence. Because if the company is lacking in emotional intelligence, well, that people first message you're hearing in the job interview, it might just be bupkis. For the record, providing free lunches and ping pong tables are not indicators of a company's emotional intelligence. Here's my Build Your Dream Network bottom line for this week. Read job listings carefully. What soft skills are desired in the advertised role? Print off the description of the role and highlight keywords and phrases if need be. For example, this is pulled from a role advertised on LinkedIn. I noted the employer used the words influence and can do. To my way of thinking, influence equates to persuasion. Being a can-do person sounds a lot like being adaptable and collaborative. Brainstorm all the examples from your career where you've exhibited these desired soft skills. Examples could be pulled from your volunteering experiences, community service, and class projects, too. Keep a list of these examples to use in a cover letter or to share in a job interview. Think differently about the references you provide to an employer. Don't just list the muckety-muck honcho at the top of the firm or agency. Include people who can speak to your soft skills and indicate to a potential employer the reason why you've included that person as a reference. Now, go forth and flex those soft skills. Enlist the most relevant skills on your LinkedIn profile as it increases the likelihood of your profile being discovered by a recruiter. And I'll see you again here next week. Thank you for listening to Build Your Dream Network. Stay connected and don't miss a networking insight by subscribing to the podcast. And while you're there, I'd love you to rate and review the show too. Are you looking for more networking advice? Pick up a copy of my book, Build Your Dream Network. It's your guide to modern networking. 
I'd like to hear your networking questions, tips, and ideas. Connect with me via my website, jkellyhoey.co. You'll find links to all my social media accounts, plus a contact form to email me your questions. I'm Kelly Hoey, and I'll be back again next week to tackle your networking challenges.